Well, hey there. Welcome back to Legit Bat. Uh, I'm Joe. Jen is here. Hello. Ben is not. And uh, that's nothing new, but I won't rag on him again. We do that every time. But our uh, guest today is Ryder Lee from Raised by Giants. We've had him on before. And we, uh, another one of the guys we got to meet out in Colorado when we were out there. And it was very cool. He is much taller than I thought. Um, he's a veritable giant by himself. So that was interesting because we're, we're both little hobbits. So I was like, whoa, holy shit, man. You're very tall. But Ryder, what's been going on? Uh, I know we talked about talking about UFO cults and stuff, but I don't know if you're past that phase or if you have something else you want to talk about. I mean, I'm always on UFO cults. Okay, Joe. But first right. off, uh, uh, thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. Uh, good to see you guys. And it was lovely to meet both of you at the uh, Forbidden Knowledge Gathering uh, last that was the last month or the month no two months ago in august uh already middle two of august. yeah two months That's it was about one by. month ago oh yeah it was like the middle of august we went yeah, yeah. i lose track of time yeah me too but it was a uh, good meeting you guys and yeah ufo cults man uh the, i put together an entire series i got 10 episodes so far on my youtube channel on uh raised by giants and you guys know why it's called raised by giants now because i'm so freaking tall it but, made sense, um, yeah <laughs> Yeah, I put it together because I wanted people to know where a lot of these thoughts and these ideas come from, you know, like people are always talking about the guardian races, the Palladians, uh, the, the earth is surrounded by extraterrestrials, that the universe is so populated and that the extraterrestrials are going to come and save them. And uh, I wanted to go back and figure out where those thoughts and those ideas really stem from. And they really come from all of these UFO cults. I mean, one of the earliest ones is called the cult of I am that started in the thirties. Is that the St. Germain one? Yes. Yeah. So, um, real quick side note, when I did the, uh, route for my job up in Mount Shasta, they have a whole shitload of <laughs> complexes up there. They have an amphitheater an I am church ish looking thing, a reading room, a school, and probably a bunch of other weird shit. And they all wear purple all the time. Is that the place that there were tons of different outbuildings and you weren't really sure where to go? Yeah, no, they had converted a, like an old motel into like a literal cult complex. And it was, it was creepy as fuck. But anyway, we cut you off. So yeah, this the, is a guy in Edna Ballard from the cult of I Am that started in the 30s. And you're completely right in saying about Mount Shasta because that's where Guy Ballard here went to after he got indicted for fraud in Chicago in the uh, early 30s. So he went to Mount Shasta in California to escape uh, the indictment fraud charges from Chicago because he apparently defrauded a bunch of people out of money saying that he was going to drain a lake in California and mine it for gold, knowing full well that he wasn't, there wasn't any gold in the lake in California. So he went to uh, Mount Shasta and that's really where the whole grift started with this cult. Uh, he claimed to have met the physical incarnation of St. Germain, which is an ascended master uh, apparently, and he physically met this uh, St. Germain person while he was walking around at Mount Shasta. And then St. Germain apparently left him a gold-plated card on his nightstand to meet him at a certain location at Mount Shasta at a certain time. He went up to that place that St. Germain told him uh, to meet him. He went up there and he didn't find St. Germain, but he found a panther instead. Panther, a black panther was there. Did and he talked to it? Well, he sent it a bunch of love. 
as you do whenever you uh, encounter a dangerous wild animal like a bear or a panther or a tiger or a mountain lion or whatever. You just send it a bunch of love, right? I know that's what I do, yeah. Yeah, don't punch it in the face. Just yeah. give it a big old hug with your brain. Yes. Yeah, that's what he did, and the panther uh, decided that he loved Guy Ballard, and then they start wrestling around, just playing games and all that. And then St. Germain shows up, and says that Guy Ballard has passed the test. And St. Germain gave Guy Ballard some weird cupcakes. And he ate those cupcakes. And then from that point on, uh, St. Germain and Guy Ballard were best friends. And St. Germain took Guy Ballard around the entire world and even took him to Washington, D.C. to meet with white hats to overthrow the government. No joke. They had the term white hats back then? Well, it wasn't. I that was the key white. thing. That's the thing about this cult, Joe, is that this cult, you could literally replace Trump and JFK Jr. with Guy and Edna Ballard here, and you get the exact same thing just decades earlier in the 30s. It's so this, this I am cult <laughs> is started by an actual con man. So we have that to start off with. Okay. Yep. As most cults are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that St. Germain is, has like a gold trust and that St. Germain is going to overthrow the government with these ascended masters and that they're going to install a new government and then that everyone's going to be put back on the gold standard and that everyone's going to get all this money. Exactly like oh, Nassara, Jassara from, yeah. <laughs> from QAnon. It's the exact same thing, dude. And uh, not, but then he actually died in 1939 and uh, whenever he went back to Chicago, so he went back to Chicago, even though that he was indicted on all of these charges from the um, telling people that he was going to go drain a lake in California. So he went back to Chicago with uh, Edna Ballard here. They went back there and went to this big conference and they were signing things in the uh, living room because uh, not in the living room, but in the vestibule or whatever you want to call that area of a conference. I think vestibule is a term used for a church but the lobby they're in the lobby he's signing books he's claiming that saint germain is right beside of them the entire time imbuing the ascended master's knowledge into the signing of the books that these people are come coming to have their books signed and then he gets served with mail fraud charges on top of the other charges that he already had from conning people out of their money and but he wasn't able to make it to trial because he died in 1939 of a heart attack so Did he fake his death. I was just gonna say, are you sure? Are they sure he's dead? <laughs> that would be interesting. He might. He might be. I don't know. But they didn't say. But just like all the other cults, when some kind of tragedy happens, they have to like switch it up and and turn it into to something else, right? Rebrand. Like, yeah. Rebranding time. That's what they got to do. Rebranding time. I have a whole. I have a bumper on my show where I talk about rebranding time and and the switcheroo and the cult burrito, but, uh. So the charges still go through, but Guy is now passed away. He's now dead. But Edna Ballard and her son then take the bulk of all the charges, but then the charges were thrown out because apparently you can't, whenever you're doing like uh, channeled material, whenever you've written books based on channeled material, because all of their books and all of their pamphlets and all of their things were supposed to have been channeled to them through St. Germain. Right. Huh. So no legal action can be taken with people that 
claim to have created their belief system and their cult-like activity from channeled material because it's from a, you don't know where it's coming from. It didn't come from them. They're claiming that it came from Ascended Master St. Germain and Ascended Master Jesus, right? So, so that charges... holds up? So they're, really? So that's interesting that they'll actually say, okay, well, you're claiming it came from a higher power, so I guess we'll just let that slide. Instead of saying you might be delusional, let's look into that further. Maybe get some They just said, off. well, it came from a higher power. All right. So the St. Germain right. thing is uh, interesting, too, if nobody's ever heard of him or looked into it. Uh, MU covers it a lot, and he's like kind of one of these uh, – he shows up in different centuries, apparently, and he's always kind of the same age. And is that that yeah. is him, right? Yeah. So if you want to learn more about the, the actual legend of St. Germain, look into that. But where does the UFO part come in with the St. Germain one? Well, he, Guy Bauer, claims that St. Germain was an extraterrestrial and all the uh, the ascended masters like Jesus and Buddha and uh, the rest of the very popular figures through religious lore are also extraterrestrials that came here to show humanity how to uh, live and uh, be better people and overthrow the government, apparently, according to Guy Ballard. But a lot of other things came out of this cult as well, like... Um, because the whole thing was the I am presence, right? And Guy Ballard and Edna Ballard basically said that the I am presence is exists within each and every person's higher self. And uh, they also coined this term that's called the, the violet flame, which is generated by the I am presence. And you sit down and you do all these affirmations and you buy all of their books. You can't just buy one of their books. You got to buy all of their books because when you buy all of them, the message really comes through and your life gets a lot better, right? And it's interesting because this whole thing was during like right after the Great Depression when a lot of people just lost all their money. And Guy and Edna Ballard here is telling people that all they got to do is think their way out of their monetary problems. You just got to have it's a good secret. attitude. No, no, no uh, action is required. You just got to have positive thoughts and your life will change, right? But the Violet Flame was a... Uh, really is very similar to the um the whole law of one type of stuff too which they developed another theory which is called the diamond self which is the idea that we're all connected and we're all god and we're all one right which later becomes the law of one material which is known as the raw material which came out decades later in 1981 huh. and they also uh, did a thing which was called twin rays, which you guys are going to be really familiar with what this is, that the other half of your soul isn't complete and that you need to find this other person to be complete. And that's where all the twin flame stuff comes oh. from. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but how do you know? I mean, people, <laughs> when people claim to be in love, they're like, it's my twin flame. Look at, what was it? Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. They were like, we're twin flames. Oh, that was... In the news forever, and it's ridiculous. How long till they get divorced? I mean, I'm sorry, maybe it's they're already they're already wanna... divorced. I think I don't think they got married, oh, really? but they're already they already broke up. Yeah. Oh, oh that's what sucking each other's well, blood will get you, I guess. Well, there, whoever one was the worst half of the soul just wasn't complete. I mean, I don't think I could tolerate my shittier half. The twin flame thing it it, it irks me especially because there's a 
this YouTuber named Dr. Amanda Noel. Um, oh, God. I can't remember what her page or her university or whatever was called, but she was new age to the cringe extreme, and it's great entertainment. If you want to laugh a little bit, go check out her stuff. Like, smoke a joint and go watch it. It's it fantastic. It is so <laughs> gross and weird. And it, I mean, MU used to play it all the time, so we'd laugh at it. We're like, oh, my God, this bitch. But uh, the Violet Flame thing is inter interesting because they did, like I said, wore a bunch of uh, purple all the time, and there's purple everywhere, so that makes more sense. They also, I'm not sure if this is true, but I'm pretty sure I heard from one of them that basically to get into I Am uh, organization, we'll call it, uh, you basically sell all, all your possessions to them or give all your possessions to them. And then you can live on their little commune for free, basically, but you have to sign over all of your wealth to them. So they're insanely wealthy, if that's true, because people came from all over the world to live in this little cult compound in Mount Shasta. It's wild. That's exactly right, and that's a common th theme through all of the cults. Uh, it's a common theme through the Order of the Solar Temple in Geneva, Switzerland, with um, uh, Demambro and Luc Jarret. The same thing it was a very elitist cult uh, in the early 90s. Uh, where they would only accept people that had uh, not normally large bank accounts so that they could donate all of their money to them. Not it's the same way at all. It's the same way with the Heaven's Gate call with Marshall Applewhite and uh, Bonnie Nettles. The same thing. You, you give away all of your earthly possessions and the only way that you can ascend into the next evolutionary level above human and be physically transformed into an extraterrestrial is if you uh, give away all of your earthly possessions, you don't live... Uh, by the earth, you got to be androgynous. You got to cut your hair short. If you're a man, you got to cut your beard off. If you're a woman, you got to cut your hair just to look exactly the same like everyone. They all had like these uh, same type of getup. They would all wear the exact same things. You know, it's it's a um, it's a way to turn people into robots. And it's not only with that cult, but th they would also make it to where you wouldn't you would only eat a certain portion of a meal every single day like you would only have like a, a a certain amount that you can eat you would only eat at a certain time of the day very regimented right it like, sounds like <laughs> jail yeah it yeah. sounds like jail or the military jail with jesus or whatever deity um so is is there this is still going on i know the saint germain one is still going on but are some of these other ones still they, i don't want to piss anybody off i don't care actually uh but it sounds kind of like mormonism too is that more of a ufo cult too i mean because they they think that they're getting their own planet or something when they die or uh, i could have that mixed up but yeah i, I started the to... adventists oh sorry mormons well, Mormonism could be considered a cult as well, but they've been distinguished as a religion, so I didn't really lump them into the category of um, a cult. Same with Scientology. It's almost the exact same thing, but Scientology has also been ruled a religion as Anything well. Anything can so. be ruled a religion. The flying spaghetti monster is technically a religion. It's a 501c3 <laughs> or whatever. Like, come on. Do you think there's something weird? Not to be... <laughs> I'm I'm not trying to be like all like spiritual about it, but do you ever think that there could be some sort of demonic negative entity that's attaching themselves to these people and trying to make them feel enlightened? I mean, if they're wanting earthly well, possessions, probably. Well, that's the thing. They're all concerned about the monetary system. They're all concerned about earthly possessions, and they tell their followers the exact opposite, right? And it's really interesting. You bring up a really good point, Jen. Because really where all these cults started becoming popular was in the early 50s. Like the Seekers UFO cult, the um, Ashtar Galactic Command cult, 
there's uh, the the Church of Universal Wisdom. All these cults started really popping up in the early 50s. And guess what else was happening during the early 50s? That's exactly when the CIA's MK Ultra program started, was in the early 50s as well. So I haven't really... timing. Very, very interesting timing. And then we have all the serial killers running around at that exact same time as well. So there's a lot of correlations there between psychological operations and a lot of these cults springing up because there wasn't another one until 1953 with the Seekers UFO cult after the uh, cult of I Am with Guy and Edna Ballard. And the Seekers UFO cult in 1953 started saying that the United States was going to be destroyed by a giant natural disaster and that these uh, these guardian UFO extraterrestrials with their ships were going to come up and rapture them into UFOs and that they were going to take off and save them from the natural disaster. But then whenever that didn't come to fruition, they pushed that date back to um, Christmas Eve of 1954. And then... When that didn't happen, they were like, okay, well, uh, we were such a good cult. Everyone, everything's all good. The natural disaster is no longer happening. The guardian races called off their evacuation of the people of the United States. It's no longer happening. Everything is, is all good. But there was this infiltrator into the cult, which was a psychiatrist or psychologist. Um, I get those mixed up. It was one or the other. He was a professional, right? One can give an ed, one just talks to you, I think. Yeah, I think it was a uh psychologist um i think it's a gentleman that just goes in and evaluates the person but he infiltrated into the cult and to study their behavior whenever their predictions didn't come true like what they would do when they're what kind of excuses they would make for their predictions not actually happening and he is the one leon fetzinger is the one that coined the term cognitive dissonance oh way back then in the early 50s while studying this doomsday UFO cult called the the Seekers in 1954. Well, it started in 1953, but their predictions were in 1954. Hmm. So that's where the whole term cognitive dissonance comes from. comes from a psychologist observing a UFO doomsday cult, right, which is very interesting because that's the term that everyone uses for people that are outside of the community now when it was actually used and created for people inside of the community. Very interesting. So what what do you, what's your opinion on, and not to sidetrack too much on the cults, because this is great, um, what's your opinion on what UFOs are? Or And, and it doesn't have to be inter, intermingled with ETs either. I think people combine those two all the time and say that UFOs are aliens, aliens ride UFOs, that's their cars. I don't think anything could be further from the truth there could be ets i don't know if they're extra dimensional or i don't think they come from other planets i've said that before maybe i could be wrong who knows but i don't think ufos are necessarily ets i think a lot of it's military so what do you think about that it all is all the military it's all military craft it's all the stuff that we have developed and, and then see people try to jump in on that and they're like Oh, well, if it's the military, then it was reverse engineered from the extraterrestrials that crashed here. That's not how it is. We've had this technology. We've been working on it since the mid-1800s with the Sonora Air Club in Northern California, right up close to where you guys are in California. They were creating anti-gravity craft called airships using spinning mercury. And then if you look back at the newspaper articles of that time, you'll see that people are seeing weird shit in the sky. 
you know. And then that just that just advances a little bit during World War II, and then uh, which the Sonar Aero Club was actually funded by Germany, which was known as Prussia during that time. And then Germany is also during World War II working on some sort of anti gravity craft with the the Glocka Bell technology. And then we go in and we swoop up all of those Nazi aerospace technicians, bring them into the United States, and then you get all of the activity of crashed UFOs. It's just Revert is just uh, technology that we've developed that's crashed and people don't know what they are. They think that it's some sort of extraterrestrial craft when it's just craft from a special access program, a top secret special access program that we've been developing. And the people that see it don't know what it is. So therefore, they think that it's extraterrestrial when it's just our technology. You have that with the Roswell incidents. Roswell incident in 1947 is the exact same thing. It's just crashed special access program technology that we're working on. Same way with the, uh, uh, not the Washington flap event, but the Kecksburg event in 1965 in Pennsylvania. That was a crashed technology that we were working on. You know, and and people want to jump on the extraterrestrial bandwagon. Be like, no, 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 no. None of that's ours. It's all extraterrestrial craft when it's proven that it's not. I mean, we have patents for technology that you can look up online and see that it's in use and that we've had it for a really long time. Yeah, I totally believe it. What do you think? And Roswell was swamp gas and weather balloons. Remember that? Uh, it just sucks too. Cause the, when people don't, when a general civilian finds something like that, who are they going to go to at the end of the day, it's going to be a government agency. Who's just going to explain it all away. Well, yeah. And what do you think the, the goal in, if we've had all this technology for this long, what is the goal in trying to hide it, especially when there's so much evidence that it's out there and now they're just revealing it like decades later? Like, why? Why would they? They let everybody think it's aliens and vehemently say that it is not for decades. And now they're coming out and being like, look, aliens. Like, is this part of like some bigger, longer term psyop? To I think they're using it to unite us. Project Blue or no, to shit, unite or? us with them. Yeah. Personally. Well, a lot of this this misinformation really goes back to 1979 with uh, Paul Benowitz. Oh, yeah. I remember that story. He was, he lived next to a military base in Arizona, and he was filming a lot of strange activity next to the Air Force Base. And he was a scientist, and he had, like, a lot of... Um, uh, antennas and stuff set up at his house to try and figure out what's going on at the military base. And he was taking photographs of uh, really strange craft that were around the military base. And he, he had the inclination that it was something extraterrestrial from the very get-go, right? So then him as a someone that wanted to do the right thing and try and figure out what's going on, he contacted the Air Force Base. And the Air Force Base put him in contact with a gentleman named Richard Doty. And Richard Doty is a misinformationalist and a disinformationalist and working directly for the government. And instead of going out there and being like, oh, hey, you're you're just picking up on some uh, classified, top secret stuff that's going on at the military base, he started telling them that he was right about extraterrestrials and feeding them all this nonsense about extraterrestrials and ufos from space and then it went as far as the nsa literally breaking into paul benowitz's house 
and replacing his computer with a different computer to make him believe that he's getting information from extraterrestrials. That's how far the mis and disinformation has come from, from the government as early as 19. I remember that with the Paul Benowitz stuff that he was led on a whole, I think there's books on it. Like he was led on this whole long con. What do you think the point of that was? Do you think it was to just to prevent the idea that that technology could be part of something the United States has getting into the hands of another country or to just create confusion in the United States? I think it got so far out of hand that they can't go back on it now. Uh, the The original plan was is to was to just cover up the fact and the idea of uh, advanced technology that they were working on. They didn't want other people to know. I mean, we just got out of the Cold War at that right. time. <laughs> they didn't want the public to know uh, of any kind of special technology that they were working on. And the plan was to uh, get them off of the trail of looking into what the military and uh, these three-letter organizations were actually capable of and what they were doing by uh, scapegoating it onto extraterrestrials. And then that just went so far out of hand that we now have a whistleblower in front of Congress coming out and saying that we have non-biological entities that come along with these crash retrieval craft. The wording of Which, that was, was very that strange. Guy that was like trolling your page? No, uh, that's a different guy. That's uh, uh, another gentleman, but this dude is Dave, Dave Grush. Right. That, uh, the, the wording on that was so weird. Non-human biologics. They yes. word it really carefully. It's very strange. But he has no proof and no evidence for any of the things that he's saying. All he's saying is that he's heard other people talk about this. Yeah, he's, he's heard this words. He's heard this from several other people that he's talked to in the community, and uh, more than likely uh, has uh, Jeremy Corbell and uh, Bob Lazar and like these other people that are huge grifters in the community that's been grifters for a really long time. He's heard it from them, and then now he's under oath in front of Congress testifying that these things are real when he has zero proof and zero evidence to back up anything that he said. The only thing that I will somewhat credit him on, and I watched the entire congressional hearing. It was like three hours of a bunch of bullshit. But the only thing that I will um, give him props on is that he said he was talking about this special access program that is running um, over congressional oversight. So there's special access programs that have been happening for a really long time that the government and Congress is unaware of, which is nothing new. People have been talking about this for a really long time. Catherine Austin Fitz has been talking about this, and she was uh, she worked for the Bush administration, Bush senior administration, and she's been talking about this and written several books about these special access programs running over congressional oversight. Right. And the way that they do that is it's private corporations that are uh, really doing it. Raytheon's doing it, Bigelow Aerospace, uh, even SRI International. They're, they're all government contractors. And whenever they're contracted by the government to run a special operation, the government doesn't have to come clean about any of that stuff because it's run by uh, privatized corporations. Right? right. And that's where the black budget comes in. There's no congressional yes. oversight because it's black budget. Sorry, it's need to know. We don't have to tell you. Exactly. But that was the only thing that could possibly be verified out of anything that Dave Grush 
came out and talked about. And not only that, it turns out that he was a mental patient, that he was locked up against his will in 2018 for suicidal ideations and substance abuse issues, right? And he was not straightforward about that at all. Like, I don't care that he that he has mental health problems. Like, a lot of people have mental health problems. But the issue that I have is that he was asked... Why are you point, choosing this guy? He was asked point blank several times in interviews, in his big News Nation interviews, he was asked by the dude from Australia if he had any mental health problems, if he had any mental health issues. And he said no. He said no several times until the FOIA request came out for the documents to be released that he was in, institutionalized in 2018. And then he came out and said that he has PTSD, huh. which is still a mental problem. That's still a mental issue. So they wheeled up a mental patient in front of Congress, have him talking about all this wackadoo nonsense that's been talked about in the community for years now, if not decades now, with no proof and no evidence behind anything that he's saying. And he denies that he was a mental patient until the FOIA request comes out, and then he admits that he has PTSD. This seems engineered and like by design to to wheel this guy out there, like you said, and have him talk about all this wackadoo shit, and then have people like us—not me personally, but you know, people that are smarter than me—look up this stuff and not really discredit, but kind of point out some points that maybe you should look at he, it like, keeps people confused too yeah, especially oh yeah. the people who are believing it they're they're like oh wow this is so interesting i can't believe he's saying this and oh okay well now he might be crazy but they're buying into all of it at every point too yeah, yeah then us. he also he also tried to use the the fact that the government was trying to discredit him that's what he talked about in the uh congressional testimony as well. He said, there's been many attempts to discredit me and in, in the information that I'm bringing forward, but he was directly referring to whenever he was locked up in 2018 and didn't want people to know about it. We'll be right back after this quick ad break, so get the skip button ready. But if it doesn't play, well, lucky you. Yeah. That's what he was referring to. There wasn't anything else that he was referring to, it was referring, and that document didn't come out until after the congressional testimony was already over. So it's like, you know, like you, you can't just, if you're going to be in that kind of limelight, if you're going to be in front of Congress talking to them about extraterrestrials and extraterrestrial bodies and crashed UFO craft, like, and, and you have something in your background that if it, became public would completely discredit you you got to get out ahead of that stuff right wasn't Absolutely. it Char wasn't it charlie sheen charlie sheen came out and said that he had aids because there he said that people were going to try and come out and uh use that he has aids against him like you gotta you just gotta come out and be like lay everything out on the table of whatever you've been through in your your entire life because if you don't you know that that stuff's going to come out later but it takes all the power away from it too and somebody like uh I can't remember what the instance was, but like people that have like a certain abnormality or something, when they make fun of themselves first, it takes all the power of, out of anybody who's trying to actually like insult them or talk shit. Just come out and said, hey, I had PTSD. I was institutionalized for this, 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 and this. I've made amends with that, but this is a real thing that happened to me. Take it as you will. Without trying to convince people, just saying 
this is what I saw. These are the facts as I see them. If you don't want to believe me, don't believe me. But I'm telling you the truth. Yeah, that's what he should have done. But instead, he tried to cover it up like it didn't happen. And then later on, it comes out. And then he's like, oh, well, I do have PTSD now, even though I said that I didn't have any mental problems or any mental issues before. MK Ultra. My favorite much? part of that congressional mm -hmm. hearing, and everyone should watch it, at least the part where it, when it's a woman, I can't remember her name. She's the one asking the questions and she looks like she's just about to laugh after every single question. As soon as she asks it, she looks like she's holding back a hysterical belly laugh after each question. Was it Do you a remember part of the that? media or was it a congressman? No, it was like a congressperson oh, okay. who was so like, a, a... so when you say non-biologics, but she was like smirking, but trying not to the whole time. That's been the media's response for decades now is every time they cover anything UFO or alien related, they're just kind of like, <laughs> no, now they're not. Those. Now they're being very serious. They're probably told to be now. But what, so going back to kind of like aliens in general, like what, what is your opinion on what, what that is there's some people that 100 percent believe in this they think they're here to help us and save us from ourselves and all this stuff then there's people there's other other accounts of either you know uh abductees or what have you that are like no my life got fucked after i met these beings and who knows whether these stories are true or not but there's people on both sides of the fence of no they're here only for our good and there's people that are like no they're fucked up stay away from them um what do you think this is I mean, your personal opinion or research you've done. I think that it's a huge psychological operation to... Get, all military. To get people off the scent of real crimes against humanity. Because if you can just blame something that you can't prove, that you have no evidence for, then you can continue to do exactly what you're doing to the population of the world. Everything that's being attributed to extraterrestrial involvement, we have been doing to ourselves. What is some of the things that have been blamed on gray extraterrestrials? Things that's been blamed on gray extraterrestrial involvement has been DNA modification, collecting of your genetic material. They're ET. always going after that sperm and ovaries. Exactly. Uh, extraterrestrial human hybrids. Well, what has just happened in the last three years? They've taken our genetic material. 23andMe, everyone. They've changed our DNA for some people, right? And they're pushing a transhumanist agenda, which is the real extraterrestrial hybridization program. It's not an extraterrestrial hybridization program. It's a transhumanist hybridization program. They want to merge us with robots and machines. So what is the end goal of that, in your opinion? Like, why, why are they pushing so hard to do that and cover it up at the same time? Well, I think that it's a way to get us uh, more controlled, more things... Um, not being able to be readily available to us unless it's given to us from, uh, you know, big brother and uh, big government. It's a way to hurt everybody in a certain direction, all while blaming it on something that is not verifiable, that has not been proven to ever exist. 
so that it can be blamed on another uh, group or another entity. They're never going to take responsibility. That's one thing that we know for a fact. All the stuff that they've done to us, uh, you know, humans, humans doing it to other humans, right? They're never going to take responsibility for it. It's always someone else's fault. If it's not extraterrestrial's fault, it's uh, another country's fault. It's another group's fault. It's another it's organization's Russia. fault. Exactly. Uh, it's a, it's, it's just a blame game. And it, th that's just another way for them to push it off onto somebody else for a different type of community, for the alternative community, for the uh, spiritual community, for the UFO community. It's never another human's fault. It's always extraterrestrials in this community. But in the mainstream world, it's another country's fault. It's another group of people's fault, right? Yeah, it's, just, it's the exact weird. same thing, just in a different community. And they use the same word to cater to everybody. Alien. They're like, okay, let's cater to the people who pay attention to politics, and then the weirdo people. We have to blame it on something, and the people who don't pay attention to politics will definitely believe that it's aliens instead, and the people who don't believe in aliens will definitely believe it's Russia or China or Korea or whatever. But and they use the same words, illegal aliens. And I, I've read a ton of um, a ton of anecdotal stories of people who've had alien abduction experiences but they say that where they were taken was an underground bunker where they saw tons of u.s military personnel uh, among think. aliens as well but aliens were walking around and who's to say they weren't drugged or on high doses of lsd or ketamine or something and they just saw weird shit meanwhile they were just in an underground base somewhere getting experimented on by actual u.s military people and that checks out to me because i mean there's been cases of you know scopolamine use and besides lsd like scopolamine's a gnarly one and a lot of these stories sound a lot the same probably because it's the same mo of whoever's uh conducting these experiments so when they when they have all these weird things like oh he telepathically communicated with me i've been very high on psychedelics before and thought i could do that too and whether that's it was actually happening or not or we were just both tripping really hard uh i i know that that's a common theme in uh lsd and other psychedelics too so i mean it makes sense that you wake somebody out of their bed shoot them full of lsd real quick and they think they went through the roof of their house and now they're in a ship somewhere on a medical table and or they, they say something to them they see aliens <laughs> and then later when they wake up they think that they are hearing it right now in the present but meanwhile their thoughts are just now catching up to them while they're waking up yeah and if you've seen some of the uh real they're called hyper realistic masks and you'll see it a lot with uh yep. biden videos they can make you look like whatever. I mean, look at Mrs. Doubtfire. That was in the 90s, and that looked like a goddamn old lady. I'm pretty sure they can make someone look like a gray or a, a mantis. Um, I love the idea of aliens being real, though. I do want to put that out there. No, it's enticing. I think it's a really fun concept. I'm not, I'm not discounting it altogether. I'm not saying there's definitely no aliens, but logically what you're saying makes a lot of sense, too. So what do you think? I don't know if you've looked into this at all, but like, what do you think about the centuries if not millennia's worth of different you know pictures and cave drawings or you know whatever else of like alien looking creatures in crafts or like is this previous civilization type shit what do you think about that that's a good question and i will answer that by saying that there was this cult called the cult of john from and it happened in the congo 
And what happened was, was during Vietnam, a lot of American soldiers would uh, be in the Congo delivering supplies. And these people that were a part of this uh, tribe had absolutely no contact with the outside world. They had no idea for them. what was going on. They didn't know about planes. They didn't know about helicopters. They didn't know about any of that stuff, right? So whenever the soldier would come to their uh, encampment in the Congo and deliver them supplies, they thought that he was a god. And there's a whole religion that surrounds this cult of John Frum, and they called this gentleman from the military John Frum. And they had shrines of him. They had, uh, and they're they're still there. There's there's still a cult in the Congo waiting for John Frum to return with goods and supplies. Damn. Nobody told them. Well, I'm sure people have told it. There's a few documentaries still on uh, on YouTube that you can find. Uh, just look up the cult of uh, John Frum. But I'm sure people have tried to explain it to them that. They're not gods that you don't need to worship a military soldier from the United States just because you didn't know what it was. But they would duplicate. They would make helicopters and planes out of straw and like try and like mold what they saw because they didn't know what they were seeing. And the reason that I bring that up is because that if that can happen in our lifetime, in our civilization, in modern time, during the Vietnam War, that can just as easily have happened back 200, 300,000 years ago. All it takes is a just slightly more advanced civilization living on the planet at that time, going to visiting a slightly lower civilization and them thinking that they were gods. Yeah, and I actually love that idea because there's so many ways you can go with all of these subjects and there's so many different ideas and one of the ones i love is the breakaway civilization idea it makes sense like you said we're a breakaway civilization compared to that congo tribe like we exist out of their dimension because they have no concept of any they don't know what an iphone is like that would blow their goddamn mind they would think we were gods um and so if this has been going on long enough then it makes sense that there's a highly advanced breakaway civilization. Maybe they're living in the middle of the earth. I don't know. That gets into hollow earth theory and who knows about that. Or they're on Antarctica and New Schwabenland. Like, <laughs> and they see us and they're like, these people like nukes a ton and they just shoot their firearms off randomly. I don't want to fuck with them. Let's just stay back here behind this ice wall or whatever. Yeah. Or they're just in all the underground military bases or, you know, cave systems. Like who, who fucking knows? Maybe that's why they look like grays because they've been living underground too long. I don't know. It's a very high possibility. And, and again, it doesn't have to be a super duper ultra mega anti-gravity craft. It literally could been somebody that had our technology that we know about today, like helicopters and planes that developed to the point that we are now back then. And just, and that's where I think that these ideas of, uh, you know, Palladians and, angels and the watchers from uh, religions and all that stuff actually comes from it just comes from a civilization that's just slightly more advanced than the civilization that they're going to visit and they've been misidentified and uh, misconstrued with being extraterrestrial gods 
It, that checks out too because uh, that's a big big thing with the alien UFO thing is that they're always just like a couple decades or not a couple decades but they're just always a little ahead of the technology we have at the time. So when there was airships, there was something out there that you know people were seeing or like it, I always think it's weird that aircraft like commercial aircraft have in, like increased in technology very fucking little since they were made. They, if you, we went to an uh, aeronautics museum in San Francisco, and I was looking at all of them, I'm like, the basic idea for flight has not changed at all. They've got more powerful engines, bigger aircraft, but it's still sort the of, same actually, thing. The whole point of the museum was mostly showing us how the flight attendants' uniforms have changed and how the seats have changed. <laughs> There's no more ashtrays next to the on the armrests. You know, it was a They're lot of that stuff. They're now. Yeah, they showed us from the, the 20s time. to current. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had a, a nine-hour layover. We had a very, very large amount of time to waste. Yeah, we had to go do something. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, a waste of time of even having the museum there, not a waste of time when you're going oh, to no, sure I, it was interesting. Oh, no, I get what No, it yeah. was a waste of time. We were the only two in the fucking thing in, in San Francisco. The and we went two. and got drunk for the rest of the six hours and almost dressed you to kitten. That was fun. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, basically, the, it didn't show anything. What it did show was the, the Concorde, the... That's a weird one. The jet that was around for, like, 20 years or something and it had like one crash and it could and fly like, from no. new york to france in like two hours and then some debris was left on the runway and one of the tires blew out and everybody died on one flight one time and they're like we're done with this yeah meanwhile like since when does that ever happen in the history of flight 9 11 happened and they're not like we're not using planes anymore yeah <laughs> yeah look how many car crashes happen are you gonna just outlaw cars it's ridiculous, but you bring up a good point in that what has actually changed? Can anyone tell me? I mean, any, okay, anything besides our technology, anything besides phones, TV, and the internet, what else has changed? What have we done differently? Very little. That's. I always thought about that, too. I talked to my dad about that. I'm like, you know what's weird? People are using horses and buggies and, um, you know, basic shit for like hundreds of years, if not longer. Then all of a sudden in the last hundred years, it, the graph just goes straight the fuck up and we have planes and automobiles and all this stuff. Trains and automobiles. But it hasn't changed that much in the last hundred years or so. Well, my sister-in-law works on Navy jets and she said she has, she has top secret clearance. So she works on parts of jets that she's never told me about. She just said there's so much stuff in the military that I'm checking and regulating on on planes every day on fighter jets that we don't disclose. What the US military discloses is like a quarter of the technology that they actually have because they don't want Russia, China, North Korea to know that they have it. So they say, "Oh, our planes can fly this fast. This is the ki-. they have to put it out there. It's public information." The official stats. But yeah. what yeah, but what the unofficial stats are is what she actually is working on, which I don't even know about. She hasn't told me shit. I've never asked, well, but she's it's never so compartmentalized that she probably doesn't know the exact machine she's working on either. No, she like, does. Yeah. Like she di- she knows exactly what she's doing. She just said there's so much shit that they can't disclose it because it's it's a liability because then if if other countries know we have that, then they're going to develop their technology to counteract that. And I'm sure they're already doing that, but yeah, oh, yeah. They, they can't talk about it. Yeah, and that's the whole thing of this uh, secrecy, right? But instead of 
telling the American public or the world that they can travel at 300 miles per hour instead of 200 miles per hour. Instead, it's, oh, no, we're working on some extraterrestrial reverse engineer craft that you that you can't know about, right? That's where the whole cover-up starts with. And it starts with this exaggeration of the truth. It's always a super high exaggeration fairy tale nonsense that stuns any real investigation into the truth right if you just come out and you're like you know uh it's not extraterrestrial craft it's actual military craft then that reveals all of your secrets and you're not going to be able to go back on that. So if you keep the extraterrestrial game going, that there's people visiting you from other planets, then you can swipe what you're really done up underneath the rug. And that's why UFOlogy doesn't turn in that direction. That's why they're not investigating the military. That's why they're not investigating these three letter organizations. And Anybody that has any sort of top secret clearance or has top secret information like top secret documents or classified documents, those are the people that's actually going to get into trouble. Not these secret space program whistleblowers, not these super soldiers that are claiming all this nonsense, not these UFO extraterrestrial whistleblowers. They could give a shit less about any of those people. They do not care about any of those people. Those people are being used to spread mis and disinformation into the community so that they can cover up their real actions, right? They do not care about this community at all because everybody in this community is wrong and they're wrong on purpose, right? And that's the, the, that's the easiest way to do it. You take something well, that has a little strain of truth in it, right? And then you compound 10 different lies upon it yeah that, that's that's kind of what i was asking earlier is why if they're using this the military is using aliens as a cover for what they're doing don't you think they would have pushed that more in the last several decades instead they completely just said no that's not true we looked into it it's not true there's no aliens there's no ufos you're just seeing seeing things why didn't they lean into it decades ago and be like yeah, there's totally aliens, bro. We'll look into it and uh, get back to you on that in a few decades. They just completely discounted it. You'd think they would have leaned into that as a good scapegoat this whole time. Because if they straight up said that there was aliens and there's not any aliens, then they're liars. So is that why the slow, you... slow drip is coming now? If you flood the community and the population with a bunch of bullshit, mis and disinformation, then they create their own stories. And then later on, you can come out and be like, oh, yeah, guess what, guys? You were kind of right, even though you were wrong. Even though we've been telling you this entire time that none of this stuff is true and that extraterrestrials don't exist. Now we can say that they do because you all believe in it. Yeah, and then it gives them uh, confirmation bias, and now they're full in raging boners for the aliens, just waiting for them to come down and save us. And yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, the people think they have power. They think the government's on their side. They're like, oh, finally, they believe. They're me. being truthful with us right. now. Yeah. 
Either way you go, regardless if they were lying or if they weren't, you should be pissed off. Right? You should be pissed off. You should be pissed off if they have been lying about it for 70 plus years and now they're coming out and saying that it's real. You should be pissed off about them for that 70 plus years. And you should, if they're coming out and saying, now they're coming out and saying that they're actually telling you the truth, you should be pissed off about that too. So either way, you fall on the spectrum of this entire issue, you should be pissed off. Yeah, it's evil. It's pure evil. Or if they were lying about it, then came, or, you know, discounting the UFOs, then came out and admitted them, and that's also a lie, then you'll be doubly pissed off that they're (laughs) doubling down on their lies. Awesome. And what do you think, we talked about it a little bit last week with uh, Charlie, but what do you think about the... uh, the Mexican alien body, as uh, funny as that was. Yeah, it's totally cake. It's obviously cake. It had brown sugar on it. <laughs> Complete and utter fakery uh, fraud. Uh, the the guy, Grimmy Masson, has been trying to wheel out these fake alien bodies since 2017. He's been trying to do this. And the Peruvian government came out in 2018 and said that they were, were fake, that they were made up of animal bones and ancient Peruvian people that were dug up and they were concocted and altered and mutilated and turned into a body. And in some cases, a real elongated skull from Peru was attached to the fabricated uh, mutilated body that they created, like the mummy Maria that's in the uh, Smithsonian that's trying to be sold for like a million dollars right now. That's a complete and utter fraud. And these are the same mummies that Jaime Masson wheeled out to the Mexican Congress uh, a week ago. These are the same mummies that were proven fake, the Peruvian mummies back in 2018. They're the exact same things. Yeah, so the I The ones that were llama skulls that were reversed? Um, the inverted llama skull? I'm not sure. I'm just talking about the, the, the famous picture that came out a week or two ago of that mummy laying in a weird-ass-looking coffin. Yeah, it's like the yeah. back of a llama skull. It's like the back <laughs> of a llama's head. Yep. And then the long it, part is like the elongated part, but the back of the skull is the face. If you have a llama skull laying around, why not do some arts and crafts with it and tell everybody <laughs> it's an alien? So I, I, I'm more asking, uh, I just thought it was funny to rip on it for a minute because I think everybody's yeah. in agreement that that's absolute bullshit. Why now? It seems like we're on a uh, a chronological timeline of bullshit, obviously. But it started in 2017, like in the mainstream, where they had the Tic Tac object. And it's just rolled downhill since then. And now we're getting Peruvian or Mexican uh, cake bodies. What the fuck is... What are we leading up to? As we as we uh, get ready to close out here, I love asking what, what you think we're leading up to with this type of shit. Well, it's really interesting because even since 2017, when they brought out those uh, that footage of the Tic Tac and the, the Nimitz and all that, there's always someone from the military out there up front. It was exactly like that with the U.S. congressional hearing as well, right? They had a military, they had Ryan Graves up there first, right? And some of the first things that he says is, I am not aware of any advanced technology we don't have anything that even resembles uh, what has been shown, you know, and that's to get people automatically right off the rip to discount anybody that comes out and says that this is possibly military technology. 
That's what they've done every single time since this uh, soft governmental disclosure. They have someone from the military out there to pump the audience full of, there's no way that this is military craft, that we do not have these capabilities that these crafts were doing. They were doing circles. They were throwing dildos out the side of the vehicle. It was wild, right? Uh, disclosure boner. You know, I got a huge disclosure boner. Wow. So that's uh, that's what they do. And that's the, the, the first step of the plan is complete when you got people off the trail that it's military technology that we've developed. Now, why I believe that they wheeled out the fake Peruvian mummies that were proven fake back in 2018 that the Peruvian government completely discounts that Jaime Masson has been caught up on uh, being a fraud and a known hoaxer in Mexico forever now. The reason that they wheeled that out is I think that the U.S. congressional hearing went so badly that they had to do something different. Right? They had to make a spectacle of it. They had to turn it into entertainment, just like the majority of this community is. It's not about you finding just turn the it truth. into a TikTok video, and you know everybody will see it. Exactly, it's entertainment. And the U.S. congressional hearing went so badly that Congress said that they're never going to do another one. Right? So, oh, really? I didn't yes. hear that. Damn. Yeah, they, were, they said that it was an embarrassment that they're never going to do another UFO hearing. Well, we can agree on that. So I think the, the Mexican government was like, man, we're going to one-up the United States, right? They didn't have any proof. They didn't have any evidence in their uh, UFO congressional hearing. It just had a mentally ill patient up there talking about a bunch of stories, right? We're going to one-up them and we're going to wheel out some some fake alien Peruvian mummies that were made from animal bones and uh, ancient Peruvian dug-up skeletons. That'll get them. That'll be super freaking entertaining. That that uh, that U.S. congressional UFO hearing was a snore fest. Right? They didn't tell anybody anything that they didn't already know. Let's wheel out some, some fake alien bodies and we'll make Jaime Masson super famous. I think that's what they've done. So what is it's it kind of a joke, to, but it makes sense. So I guess uh, what I mean is like in the next, uh, however long you want to look into the future, what's your, I don't want to say prediction because I hate predictions and they're never right. But what you, your opinion on where this is leading as far as taking everything into consideration with like blue beam and everything else that's going on. Why now are they doing this and where is it leading in the next near future? Well, the only thing that they can do to really legitimize the entire extraterrestrial hypothesis is if they legitimately wheel out a live extraterrestrial or what looks like a extraterrestrial. Or Using what AI. Been, or what we've been led to believe is an extraterrestrial through all of the programming of movies and TV shows and all the books and all the drawings that people have supposedly interacted with these uh, extraterrestrials. That's the only way that they can do it to solidify the extraterrestrial hypothesis. So the way that they can do it is they bring out a genetically engineered being 
and call that, it an alien. Yes. They don't even have to do that anymore. There's so much AI, they don't even have to go through the trouble of cloning or bringing out a genetically engineered being. I would actually be more apt to believe what they're saying if they brought out Elon Musk and they were like, he's an alien and he just looks like a human. I'd be like, actually, that makes more sense than the greys or, you know, whatever, like, whatever. I'm still not going to believe you, but... <laughs> I can't tell which is scarier, an actual full-on alien invasion from another planet unknown to everybody on Earth or the U.S. military faking an alien invasion because you know they don't give a fuck about civilian casualties or people in general. I feel like they're both kind of on the same level. See, that, that's the thing with this, uh, this community. The things that are talked about that are generally accepted by the folks that are part of the conspiracy community or the truther community or ufology or the UFO community never happen. They never happen. It just doesn't happen. So no, it's I'm all very confident... I'm very confident in saying that they're never going to do an alien invasion, a fake one or a real one. Because one. Oh, I'm not saying they're actually going to do it either, but I'm just, just saying I think both at the same, like both of them are just as scary. Like our government is just as scary as some unknown force. Yeah, I think what you're saying is I'd rather take on an actual alien race than the U.S. Yeah. government. Yeah, yeah, pretty <laughs> much. That is what I'm saying. Like based on and, and our conversation tonight, but. Our government is terrifying. They don't care about us at all. They just want what they want from us, whether it's to core out our anus and pretend it's a, a what is it, the... Apple the, core? No, the cow... Oh, yeah, the cattle mutilation. Yes, the cattle mutilations. Yeah, yeah. That 100% could have been the government, and they probably do the same thing with people on a regular basis. Dude, the cattle mutilation thing, it was probably just some fuck-offs in the military that were like, we have this cool new plasma cutter. You want to go fuck up a cow? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, That's that comes I mean. from the that comes from the Paul Benowitz uh, case as well. Some of that cattle oh, really? mutilation uh, stuff, uh, convincing him that they were extraterrestrials when they full well knew that it was the military that were abducting cows and experimenting on them and, and dropping them back off. Wasn't but, there always like black helicopters nearby in cattle mutilations too? Yep. And yep. farmers are like the least likely people. They're very down-to-earth people. They're not the type of people who are like, I saw a UFO in my cornfield. Like, no, they're just harvesting the land and tending to their cattle. They're not looking up at the sky necessarily and wondering what the fuck is out there. No, and I didn't mean that uh, you believed that we were going to have a, uh, a fake alien vision. I guess my, my point was is that commonly accepted things in the community never happen and how i know that they're never going to do a fake alien invasion or even a real alien invasion is because everyone's already aware about it. if they're yeah, aware of it, it they're never going to do it oh, they're no, never going to do it because then the community can turn around and be like oh i told you so i told you they were going to do it they're never going to let that happen ever that makes me actually more terrified for what they actually have planned then. Exactly. Right? If we, if we yeah. haven't identified anything else besides that, then... F it's a thing that we don't know that we don't know. Yeah, it's an unknown unknown, which is like 99% of life. So that's cool. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. Just float along. 
Yeah, Glad to be human be... yet. <laughs> Love it. But uh, that that's the way that it's um that's the way that things shape up. It's it's normally always something that is very unexpected. It happens when no one's expecting it. No one can ever predict anything. No one can ever put a date on anything because they're always wrong. They're never right. And if they are right about something, then it's never when they say that it's going to happen. Right. So, and that's what I found with all of these UFO cults. They all predict some kind of catastrophe. They all predict a mass landing of UFO ships. The uh, a theorist, uh, no, the Unarius Academy cult from 1954 predicted that there was going to be a mass landing of UFO ships in 2001. But instead, guess what we got in 2001? 9 11. You know? Exactly. So it's like, it's full of predictions, fear mongering. Uh, there's always something that's right around the corner that's going to hurt us, that's going to attack us. The, Russia is always planning a super ultra mega cyber attack. The currency is always going to fail. Uh, you know, there, there's always something happening. And it's all happening. Oh, Jeez. hey, Ryder, have you ever seen the movie The Endless? It's about a UFO cult. I found it yesterday. It came out in like 2018, 2017, I think. No, but two dudes who escape, they escape a UFO cult, a UFO death cult or something, and then they go back as adults. Was that the one based on a true story? Or? I don't yes. Yes, I think I, I saw that. Yeah. You did see it? Yes. Is it any good? Because I saw, just sorry, this is. Not great audio. Sorry, guys. But I just wanted yeah, to know if it if it's worth it to check it out because it looks like it's a lot of fakery. It kind of reminded me of The Village, that M. Night Shyamalan movie. Shyamalama Ding Dong. <laughs> so I wasn't sure, but I don't know. Let me know if it's if it's worth it. I think that it's the one, if it's the one that I remember, I'm looking it up right now. I've watched a lot of movies, so some of them just kind of run together. But I think that the... Two brothers escape from the, the cult, and then they go back, and then there's a bunch of fakery that's going on, but then it turns out that it's all real in the end. I'm not 100% oh, shit. sure. But... Oh, so Spo spoiler alert! I don't know, but that's I think that that's the, uh, that's the one, if I'm thinking about it correctly. That's like giving a spoiler alert for The Matrix. Like, come on, if you haven't seen it by now, then fuck yourself. Right, it's still worth a watch. Yeah. Go check it out. It's still fun. <laughs> But yeah, all right. We'll, no, we'll have I, to watch it. Then. I do get that though. Every time she asks me if I've seen a movie, I'm like, I don't fucking know. What year is it from? Probably. <laughs> and then I'm like, no, that doesn't sound familiar. And we'll start it. And like halfway through, I'm like, fuck yeah, I've seen this one. Yeah, we've done. Totally that. forgot. Oh well. I did that with American Gangster three times, where I forgot I watched it three times. I don't know. I did that with Bar the Barbarian. I did that with the Barbarian recently. Actually. Yeah. I watched it when it was on streaming and then it was off streaming and then I ended up paying for it to watch it again. And then like halfway through, I was like, I already watched this. I've already seen it. God damn it. Yeah. But I paid for it the second time. Gosh, damn. <laughs> but yeah, American it. Gangster is good. Denzel Washington. I believe you. I don't remember. Badass in American Gangster. Yeah. Badass movie. But it also shows how the, uh, Government has been in charge of the drug distribution, the illegal illegal drug distribution in the United States for a really long time. And they were doing it in the Vietnam War by sending heroin back in uh, dead uh, soldiers' caskets. 
I feel like that the government is in front of the drug war is kind of common knowledge, at least to my friends. Like, that's kind of a given now, and nobody does any. I mean, what can you do? Like anything else, like, yeah, the government ran cocaine in the, into the inner cities through Clinton. And everyone's like, yeah, totally, I believe that. Nothing happens. So, nothing ever at. happens. Nothing ever happens. And that's another tall tale sign that you can know who um, is full of shit and who isn't full of shit, right? If someone's talking about something and uh, it's outlandish and wackadoo and nothing is ever done about it, right? That's how you know that it's nonsense. And uh, the the whole thing with the, the, the cocaine trafficking as well, they the government realized that they couldn't beat them. They, all that stuff started in Florida. Right. And they were like, well, how you we, can't we beat them, join them. We, we keep trying to take down all these drug traffickers and then they just keep replacing it. And the more just keeps flooding in all and all, all the time. So how do we do it? Well, we just, we become the distributors. Right? Yeah. We control it. Yeah, you can't done. beat them, join them. Like, uh, they have a great business model. We actually respect that. You know what? We're going to join up with the cartels and do this too <laughs> and have tons of money for black budget projects like UFOs. Yes. <laughs> That's the U.S. in a nutshell. Well, Ryder, let everyone know where they can find your ass. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you're on all the stuff, right? On all the stuff. I'm on YouTube at Raised by Giants, Rockfin, Rumble, odyssey all of the different podcast platform anywhere you listen to podcasts you can find my show raised by giants i'm also on pill.net and i'm really everywhere and if you want to reach out to me personally on instagram at raised by giants pod and twitter at raised by giants hey thanks so much for having me on guys really enjoyed it It was a wonderful conversation and uh until i see you guys next time thanks Hell yeah. Hell yeah, thank you. Appreciate it, brother. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. I know we're only doing one show a week now, but uh, you get what you get. And not to leave our alien friends out of it. Goggle block block. To you.